Time and again, this world has tried to bury us, forgetting that we are seeds of strength. Like ivy, we rise high and grow stronger when they try to cut us down. So stack the odds against us and watch as we make a way out of none. These are our stories. This is Ivy Untold. Welcome to Ivy Untold, y'all. I'm your host, Kim, and I'm super excited to go on this journey with you. This podcast is actually the brainchild of one of my friends, Jordan, and he started it when he was at Cornell to give minority students a platform to talk about their experiences there. Today, we're still out to put a spotlight on folks whose ingenuity, creativity, or entrepreneurship is obscured because they're not white or male or straight or cisgendered or Christian. You get the point. But we're going beyond the Ivy League bubble to connect with people everywhere to see how they're working to authentically carve out space in a society that was built to hold them down. Today's guest is Des Fleming, who recently launched an app for the travel lovers out there. Des, we're going to dive into your app in a little bit, uh, but tell us a little bit about yourself first. Yeah. Um, so, hi everyone. My name is Des Fleming. Uh, I'm actually one of Jordan's friends from school. We played basketball together all four years. Uh, but to tell you all a little bit about myself and why I'm doing what I'm doing today, I was actually born in Belgium, and that's where I grew up until around second grade. Um, so, growing up overseas, I had a very unique experience and opportunity in that my very first social interactions were always diverse environments. So, it always would come from, yes, I would be the only in my classroom, but everyone was also the only in their classroom. So, it would be, you know, me, another American, American kid, a British German kid. Uh, another Nigerian boy, and then kids from all over the world. So Tokyo, Spain, Norway, wherever you could call it. Um, so I think that really formed a lot of how I think about social interactions today in that the fact that diverse environments are what the world is and we should strive to make um, pretty much all environments as diverse as possible. That's awesome. Is the fact that you grew up, or were you born in another country? So you were born there. So is the fact that you grew up in Belgium, um, did that play into your idea of like, oh, let me create an app for travelers? Yeah, I think uh, tangentially. Um, I recognized that I had a real passion for travel um, while I was at school. And one of our other teammates, he was Canadian and Canadians have this very strong travel culture. And he pushed me to not only explore, first it was like different cultures and food because I was just a very picky eater at school. <laughs> um, but he pushed me to kind of like expand that boundary. And then we went on a whole like five week, the classic like post-college Euro trip. And yeah. I absolutely loved it. That's awesome. And um, you know, that trip made me realize like I would love to build a career out of this. Um, so that was kind of like the germ of it and been thinking about it for a while and now we're starting to execute. Awesome. That's amazing. Okay. So let's talk about Odyssey, which is the name of your app. I personally love travel. I take a big trip. Um, I've been doing it for the last four years for my birthday. Um, and I usually end up doing all the planning myself cause like it's a little bit of a challenge and I enjoy it, but it also can be really tedious. And so how could Odyssey help someone like me? Yeah. So Odyssey, the way it works is right now the stage we're at is we've built a digital travel agent. Overall, what we're driving towards is building a marketplace for experiences. Mm -hmm. So before I go back to the digital travel agent piece, the, the marketplace for experiences, the whole idea is like every week, right? Like it's coming around Wednesday, Thursday, you live in DC, New York, San Francisco, LA, wherever you live. Mm -hmm. You're going to 
think to yourself, you know, what should I do this weekend? Like, how do I want to spend my free time that, you know, I work so hard to do and um, it's very limited. Mm -hmm. So the whole focus for Odyssey is to provide you essentially with a marketplace or a shop, an online store to figure out what you want to spend your free time with mm -hmm. and also make sure that you're not only exposed to the things that you love and you know you'd like to do, but things that may be a little bit more outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So pushing you into those diverse environments that are gonna allow you to have a greater perspective on what the world is and how the world operates. Okay. Um, that really stemmed from the fact that during my first two years in New York, I recognized that I was going through this same like cyclical process where every Thursday, every Friday, every Saturday, I was doing the same things with the same people. And although like I loved that and like loved the friendships I made, I felt like I wasn't taking advantage of what New York has to offer. Yeah. So um, the initial genesis of the idea for Odyssey was like, what if we made an app, sounds silly, but what if we made an yeah, app yeah. that had three buttons, tried and true, something new, and out of the blue. Mm -hmm. And then each one of those buttons would give you a list of suggestions or experiences in your city that were within like different radii of comfort zones. So tried and true, it's like your normal stuff. So for me, it's like doing basketball or like fitness related activities or like going out to have a beer. Yeah. Um, and then something new is like, going to like different concerts or different music venues and then out of the blue is doing stuff like going to an opera concert mm -hmm. which I actually did wow. and I was like wow I probably won't do this again but I'm glad I like had this yeah. experience yeah um so that's the whole focus but to circle back to the question about like what would our app do for you today is uh as the digital travel agent we're going to combine all of those like keeping in the focus of let's push you to have experiences that you may not normally have mm -hmm. or um, be able to find yourself. We would take uh, your personal profile, so get to know you and what you like to do. Let's say you're like, hey, I like Cuban food, but not Asian food. I like to make sure I'm super active on my trips. Uh, you know what, like I do love to go out and go out party while I'm on my trips. We would take all that information as well as w with the contextual information about your trip yeah. and build you a personalized itinerary by day. That sounds awesome. Um, so this is really great because I think you're right in that it's really easy to get into a routine, um, not even just when you're traveling, right? But even like, so this app could work for folks even in their home city, being yep. like, all right, look, I do live in the city and I go to 14th Street every weekend and I'm tired of it. So yep. what do I do next? Yeah. That's amazing. That's really cool. And so um, can you tell us a little bit about how it works? Somebody logs in, signs up, and yeah. then what happens? So it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, it's early and we're going to be improving on all the features, but it's pretty simple. You download the app, you create a profile, you go through this onboarding process where we capture some information about you, and then it's really separated into two pieces right now. We have a home screen where it's just like content. So we'll put out articles like... Uh, like a um, like a food tour from the East Village to the West Village in New York, or like how to spend a day in Paris. Like that's where you can just peruse stuff passively and like get some inspiration if you want. Yeah. And then we have our concierge piece, concierge piece was which is our digital travel agent. And then from there you go through another like we have a chat bot, and you'll input information about your trips or like where you're going, how long you're staying, like if there's anything you already have planned, um, how many people you're going with. Um, as well as like what your like budget per day is mm -hmm. um, so then we'll you'll submit that and then that information will be submitted back to us and we'll go through the process for like building your itinerary then 
And then after that, what we'll do is um, we'll once we're done, we'll send you a notification, and then your 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 itinerary is completed. And then from there, you can either you you're allowed to review it, and if you like it, you said, "Yep, this looks good." You confirm it, and then we're done. Or if not, you were like, hey, like instead of going to three pizza places in a weekend, like I only want to do one. Like, can you mm-hmm. suggest like a French restaurant yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Then we'll adjust and then send it back to you. That's awesome. And so, so I downloaded the app, and the first thing that did pop up was the chat bot. Once I put my stuff in, um, my personal information, I thought that was really cool because like I am the person that like prefers not to talk to another human being when I'm doing stuff. And so to be able to start off by just being like, all right, here's the basics that I want. You guys put it together. And then on the back end, figure it out. I thought that was really great. Yeah. Um, One of the things we notice um, and how this is like different relative to like a traditional travel agent is that like the traditional travel agents still like operate over like email and over the phone. So like part of why we're doing this is like we're refreshing something for the current consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought it was kind of weird that one, first of all, travel agents are really expensive. And yes. two, like we thought it was still kind of weird. Like you're paying all this money and getting like research you probably honestly could have done yourself. Correct. So what we fully recognize that we're doing research you could do yourself, but one, we're trying to make your like much more affordable because it's just five bucks a day. Sure. Um, and the second is like we're packaging it in a way that like you're used to like receiving information. Mm-hmm. Um, so our focus is more on we're gonna a we're gonna knock the itinerary out of the park. B, we're just going to save you time. Yes. C, we're going to save you money. Yeah, and all those things go together. So when you say um, $5 a day, if some, is that for a person who gets an itinerary and per each day that they, that you guys pull something together? Yeah, to so cost? if you're going on a five-day trip, mm-hmm. that would cost you 25 bucks. That's so great. That's like you can't get that anywhere else. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so another question is I really feel like I think everybody at some point has seen an app or like an app idea and thought like, wait, I could have come up with that. Like, that's not that that like over the top or whatever. I'm creative. I've got ideas. Maybe I should make an app. And the, the real difference is that there's people that talk about doing it. Like me and my friends have had this conversation many times. And then there's the people who actually go do it. And so how did you move from that ideation to actually putting it into action? So this is uh, my personal belief in a lot of things. You just have to commit. Yeah. You have to commit and you have to talk about it. And you have to tell people who care about you about it. And they're going to help you almost kind of push yourself to do it. Like there's always that cliff where you're like, uh, you know, let's say, let's say I want to become a yoga instructor, right? Mm-hmm. And in in that moment, you may see, think that like that's a great thing and that's something you want to pursue. But when push comes to shove, if the only person who knows about that like goal is you, then it's really easy to like put it on the back burner. So for for us specifically, like really the sea change for me in terms of like let me pursue this was that. I had the idea back in March of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, then I didn't do anything about it. I was just like, whatever, cool idea. I went on a trip with my friends to Peru in August, and I was explaining my idea to the guy we were visiting, his cousins, who were like also our same age. Mm-hmm. And they were like, that's really cool. That makes sense. And for me, that's when I was like, oh, my God, Like, if these people who are very similar to me halfway across the world are like, yeah, I would use that. I'm like, okay, maybe this has some legs. Um, So that was when I had the confidence that, 
hey, we should, I should try and build something. And then I went through a series of like small experiments and like learning on a very like localized level, mm-hmm. both successes and failures. Um, and that was like the initial momentum. And then December, I was like, this is gonna be my New Year's resolution. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going out this New Year's. I'm gonna get a good night's sleep and do some work tomorrow, Amazing. January 1st. <laughs> I love that. Um, but then along the way, like I kept telling people, my close friends, they were learning about it. When we were like meeting up, they'd ask me about it. Um, but it really like started, honestly, January 1st, committed to it. I said, I wanna get this done. Um, and started laying the groundwork to get it to where we are today. That's really dope. I think I think you're absolutely right that like the commitment piece is the biggest. And I think for a lot of people, there is that fear of like, you have an idea or, um, you know, a little a pet project that you want to do, but it's scary to like put that out in front of other people. Because what if it doesn't work? We're, yeah. we're in this, this very strange time in the world where everything is on the internet. Like, yeah everybody's lives are on the internet and so and there's almost for some folks a sense of pressure to be like there's this weird like keeping up with the joneses thing and social comparison that happens all the time and even if you don't want it to and you try to stay away from it every time you pick up your phone you see something that's like wait that person's doing that this is working for them so i think it can feel real scary to like venture out and be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try this it's gonna force me to 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 make this a public thing and see what happens. But yeah. I think it's it's I think you're right that it's really important to just like if you want it, you just gotta do it. Yeah. Um easier said than done, but it's also yeah. like failure is such a needed thing. Mm-hmm. Um and especially when it comes to your own personal projects, like f- like not to say failure is okay, but like I mean, but it is though, really, yeah, right? Like it, and that's the other thing. We, there's this concept and I think it it might be a very American thing, who knows? But like it's like you have to have your shit together from the beginning yeah. before you can even get going. And that's, like, not how life works at all. Yeah. Um, but it's just, like, failure in another way. It's like you're learning. Yeah. Um, and whether or not what you're doing today is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life, like, your failures today can inform your decisions tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I say with your personal projects, like, who cares? Like, go ahead and fail. Like, all you did was waste your own time in a productive way. Right, yeah. So, right, it's not even really wasting it. Yeah. It's like, it's all a personal growth endeavor, really. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as a, a, a young black man who's trying to break into the tech industry, it sounds like, the industry's overwhelmingly white and male, and, and gender diversity is slowly creeping up. Um, it's like around 20 to 25% um, of, of women are filling like tech spots. Uh, still not enough Um, but when it comes to race people of color and especially black people really are still being excluded Um, I read this really great article in Vox by PR Lockhart that talked about how um, the industry giants that monopolize a lot of our lives um, the Twitter the Googles the the Facebooks the Ubers only have around three to four percent of tech workers who identify as black so when you hear numbers like that and you think of, of, of yourself as you're trying to do this how do you think that affects young folks who have their eyes set on this industry, but know that it hasn't necessarily been built for them. Yeah, um, I think, so for that specific problem, like I I think if you, when you hear numbers like that, you shouldn't be afraid, mm-hmm. right? Like your people of color will always be disadvantaged in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, you will more than likely be the only person in these types of spaces, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't let those those statistics scare you away from doing something. If you have the drive or desire 
to figure something out or go pursue a career in technology, the place where it starts is like with your education. Sure. So that just delves into like a deeper like social and like public policy issue. Yeah. But I think it's <laughs> yeah. like absolutely. I think the better you should almost think of yourself as in a way like <laughs> I am the vanguard. Like mm-hmm. I'm here to help um, positively represent people who look like me mm-hmm. and make sure that those opportunities continue to come for people after me. It's a lot of pressure for a young person, Mm -hmm. and it's incredibly difficult, and it's honestly, like, a lot of it is mental, Um, but I would also say, like, things are improving, but slowly, Mm -hmm. and I I mention this because I have a current manager who is fantastic, wonderful, does a million things, and we were having a very candid conversation about race, and my workplace today is, like, similar in terms of statistics, probably better, but similar. And I explained to her, like, yeah, a lot of times, like, I feel pressure on myself to represent all African-American men. And she paused for a second. She she was like, wow, I'm so sorry. That is so much pressure. I've never thought of it like that. I've never been aware. Yeah. Just for that conversation to happen, I think is an incredibly positive thing. Mm -hmm. And the thing I told her, I was like, great. I love that you are aware now. (laughs) Fantastic. Make sure when you meet other people like me, you know that they have that same feeling. Right. Um, but then part of relating it back to what we're doing with Odyssey, like if I want to build a company that allows people to participate in diverse experiences in all aspects of their life, mm-hmm. then our company needs to reflect that as well. So I think part of the, one of the like re- most exciting things about starting something or starting a company is that you are able to shape the culture of a place. Yeah. And that culture is gonna take on the identities of the very early employees. Mm-hmm. So Kyle and I, my co-founder, um, we have conversations about being intentional about, about shaping that space. And I don't know that for us, we wanna make sure that people of diverse backgrounds are the people who are leading it. Yeah. So you don't have this very homogenous culture which can lead to like groupthink and people not necessarily being aware of all the challenges that all people face for sure for sure um so if let's say five or ten years down the line what do you see odyssey really being like your ideal vision for it yeah the uh the ideal vision so like five to ten years down the line is really just building into this complete travel consumer travel brand Mm -hmm. um and owning different parts of the value chain for travel so right now we're if you think about from when you initially have an idea to go to travel and when you're actually executing on your travel Mm -hmm. we're further towards the execution part of it so we're the ones who would provide you with the information of what you're going to do while you travel um so in between all that there's like you have to book accommodations, logistics. Um, you have to figure out, you know, how the price range that you're also operating in. So for us right now, in that we're operating in like the information space, sure. we would want to ultimately like move into different areas um, to own different parts of that sector. Mm-hmm. So that sounds really cool, but um, you know this probably better than anybody. Getting to that point is really going to take money and funding and an investment of resources. And, you know, the venture capitalist space is also very white and male. And so talk about representation there and how you and your uh, co-founder are trying to stand out to folks who can get you the resources you need. Yeah. um, So from a, a funding perspective, really 
what changes people's minds in a lot of respects is like results. People are very results driven. So if you're producing results, that's how you can get in the door. Um, so for us, we're really thinking about how do we drive early success and traction for us. Mm-hmm. But then also we want to be deliberate about when we're raising money, about who we're raising it from, and that they're also aware of the challenges that people who look like us face. Yeah. So always keeping that mentality of I'm going to help the next person or almost like paying it forward. Mm-hmm. So one of, I know one of the places that we looked at in terms of their mission aligns to you know what we want to do more broadly in the social space is Harlem Capital Partners. They're a, um, an African American funded founded um, VC firm that operates out of New York, and their goal I think is to like fund a thousand like diverse bil- businesses with like a billion dollars yeah. um, over like the next ten years or something like that. Um, so for that specific space, also from like a, a personal standpoint, it's also like making sure if you are in a position in the future to be in venture capital, also being aware of like, hey, there's this entire swath of Americans who may be underrepresented in terms of the type of businesses that serve them. So making sure, let's go find the entrepreneurs who can go serve them. That's really great. Um, Okay, so before you go, this is your mini um, pitch test. Give me a little pitch for why folks should use Odyssey. Yeah, so um, pretty much you should use Odyssey if you are someone who is busy, uh, you love to travel, but you don't necessarily have the time to effectively plan travel um, during your day. We want to make sure that when you're going on your vacation, your honeymoon, your boy's trip, your girl's trip, whatever it is, that you get to focus on having a fantastic time with the people that you're there with. We don't want you to focus or worry about like, oh, was this restaurant good? Like I've spent like seven hours planning right. this, now yeah. I have to organize all of That's this. True. Don't worry about that, let us do that. We've got a system, we figured it out. Um, so we want you to essentially just have a great time and spend time with the people that you love. Um, that's one thing, we're also just making it cost effective. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going on a trip to Peru, I'm sure you can afford tacking an extra five bucks on <laughs> down to that. So send it our way That's and help right. us change the tech industry a little bit. Hashtag support black businesses. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the third is just I, honestly like a very interesting like piece of research that we found out. It's that people value experiences over physical things. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that we're like kind of driving towards as our one of our like missions is to get people to spend more money on experiences versus physical products and experiences are interesting in that they are inherently more valuable to people especially over time because they can be looked at more favorably Um, they also contribute to like social conversation as well as like your personal identity Mm -hmm. so people don't ask you when you go back to work on Monday Tuesday whatever no one's gonna ask you you know Kim did you buy a new purse this weekend? Right. People are going to say, hey, what'd you do this weekend? Yeah. And then you can get to tell them, like, hey, I, did, I went to the to this concert and it was great, or I went to go play sports, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. People don't focus on, like, what you bought or yeah. that are, like, physical goods. That's real. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and that's definitely why you should work with us. Or also, for any college students out there listening, we are we need some help on the tech side of things. So if anyone... Uh, has any interest in building a career in tech and wants to do some freelance work, please don't hesitate to reach out. 
and I'm sure we can provide some contact information yeah. in the link or something. Absolutely. Um, and so where can somebody go to download that? Um, you should go download it in the Apple Store. Unfortunately, Android users, I'm sorry. We're not ready for you yet, but... You shouldn't have an Android anyways. So. Um, but you can just search for Odyssey Experiences, and it should pop up. It's uh, our logos, a white, a black and white compass. Um, so, yeah, go download the app. We also have the link to it. We're on social media, and we have a website. So a couple different avenues. Really awesome. Well, I'm going to Italy in October, and so I will definitely be talking to Des and the folks over at Odyssey because uh, uh, it's going to be a two-week trip, and I'm not going to want to plan uh, two weeks on my own. So Boom. We'll definitely be checking y'all out. Des, thanks so much for stopping by. It was great talking to you, and uh, good luck with Odyssey. Kim, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. If you want to download Odyssey, be sure to check out the link in the episode description, and uh, be sure to tune in next time.